0: <laughs>
1: it's your boy Comedic Energy, and this is Dirty Mouth Radio, Dirty Mouth Radio produced by Live Wire Sound and Entertainment. We got a guest in the building today. I let everybody introduce themselves right now. Hey, name. It's,
2: it's
3: your girl Golden. It's your boy Lou. You. And it's your
1: boy, there you go. All right, so my man Lou is in the building, man. He's gonna drop some jewels. On everybody, man, about pretty much black finance, man. But before we do that, how's everybody been? Let's start there.
2: Uh, oh, we're doing well. It's the you know, season mm, of season family. Of, uh, family. Okay. I'm okay. saying family. Okay. <laughs> don't do me today. <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs> I don't wanna start y'all
2: up.
1: <laughs> what about you, Golden? You I ain't
3: been doing nothing, chilling, that's all.
1: Same old, same old. Same old, same old. My man Lou, what's popping, man?
4: Uh, everything good, man. Just grinding. Word. You know, yeah. trying to cover these bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. What's happening? What's happening? You should be playing the bass line right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> hit, that, hit that E-string for me real quick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, man, so black finance, yo. So I ain't done this in a while, and I'll admit right now I'm a little ill-prepared, but I'm going to try to do this quick, very brief, comedic history thing, man. So uh, black finance, everybody know about redlining and all that stuff? Correct. So by definition, redlining is basically... Um, refusing a loan to somebody because they live in like a a poor area and they're deemed a financial risk so um, I believe the date is like in the 50s so we live in Charlotte right so there was this community called Brooklyn and uh, (laughs) so where you see it was called Brooklyn like Brooklyn New York so
2: Go ahead, Lou. Lou, Lou. I'm, I'm
4: sorry. This this right here. <laughs> See, we because Brooklyn, Cherry, yeah, Brook Hill, yeah, it, yeah.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I can only speak for specifically Brooklyn because that's the only research I've did. But I've I've heard about these areas that Lou just mentioned as well. Um, in city center city charlotte where you have like the nascar hall of fame you got all those buildings even uh, bank of america the headquarters all those buildings that used to be a neighborhood and the neighborhood was called brooklyn and um it pretty much it was redlining that kind of ended all of it it was a poor area but it was a majority black area And it was actually its own Black Wall Street. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know that. Um, They had buses. They had businesses. They were, I mean, in, I guess, the government's eyes, they deemed them a financial risk. And and it was redlining that ended them. But they were thriving. And they were making money. They were deemed, you know, pretty much deeming a threat. In their eyes, I was about
2: to say anything we doing yeah. that's doing good for us. Yeah, direct.
1: and like when I started reading up on this, and I'll follow it up because I found it on YouTube, and I'll um I'll post it right after you know we put up the episode and everything. Uh, it made me think about other areas. So a lot of people may not know about um, Central Park. Central Park used to be a black neighborhood, Central Park yeah. in New York. Yeah, and that was yeah that was actually bombed and. They ended it completely, decimated the whole area, and now you have Central Park. As big as Central Park is, that was actually a a thriving black neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And it it makes you think like this happens everywhere. I mean, it may not be as violent as Central Park, but they've systematically kind of decimated some thriving black communities. And it's always somewhere where they're really thriving on a Black Wall Street level. When I say a Black Wall Street level, I'm talking about businesses like impacting the community on an economic scale. So, you know, we have the movie The Banker that was supposed to come out. And uh, I wanted to know what your viewpoint was with The Banker and how you guys feel about it. Pretty much. Like, have y'all seen a trailer for it or anything like that?
2: I just seen a brief trailer and then all of a sudden it was pulled. I mean, really.
1: So it was about two um, entrepreneurs. They hired a white guy to kind of pose as the head of the company. Okay. And. Lou, you know anything about it?
4: No, I I was going to say, I I knew that much about it. Yeah. Somewhat
1: of a Mm plot. So I didn't didn't get too far in depth with it because, like you said, they did pull it. And it's hard to find any information on it now. And that kind of got me wondering. But it's basically they become a bank and they're helping black people, as Mm -hmm. far as I know. And... Um, now the whole movie got pulled by Apple because of somebody somewhere. They said there was sexual abuse. Sexual abuse from yeah, the main from the actual person. Actual, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. What do you mean? They
3: pulled the Weinstein movies. Exactly. Well, what do you mean? You mean that real life character? Yeah, the real yeah. life character. So the real life character was doing abuse. During, like the doing the, during the time they were doing the During the time that they were creating the bank
1: Or post I don't see that's the thing I don't know the whole situation When it actually occurred I it
2: happened beforehand And it came up And so they thought it was like a threat Or they didn't want to put it out Because of the actor that was in it Was allegedly I guess Oh the holding.
3: actor not the actual person I mean the no the actual
1: betrayal, Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, the actual person, person. person. Yeah but my thing is And like I always say Is the timing Every time something like this happens And you, you coming on the cusp of something great They bring up something from the past
2: But it's information that's gonna be put out to the masses They don't want us to know certain things And that's
1: what I'm saying Like for, for the people that may think that What I'm saying is just a bunch of bull. Why is it that they always do that? Now, I was reading somewhere that um, recently, I think it was from, um, who was it from? Was it from Riza Islam? It was from somebody, and they were talking about the Cosby situation. Right. And they said the Cosby situation. No, no, it was Umar. I think it was Dr. Umar Johnson.
0: Okay.
1: He was talking about how. The Cosby situation was not based on him buying NBC. Oh. It was actually based on his house and a few other people's houses in Massachusetts sitting on oil. Hmm. Yeah.
5: Sitting on oil? Yeah.
1: His his house and a few other people's houses in that area is sitting on a lot of oil. And they've been trying and trying to get him out of get there. Get him out. Yeah. So they can get that oil. He's right. like. Because the natural. money's in the dirt, so the exactly. The
2: saying service, I about say, because they want what's under exactly. the dirt. NBC is
4: chump change, yeah, compared to natural oil, a exactly. natural resource,
1: exactly. Yeah,
4: that's gonna bring in that. money, because that—that's the reason why you know in real estate when you buy a house, mm-hmm. part of your contract, mm-hmm. when you go in the contract, you sign the paper saying that you know the builder or whoever. Uh-huh. Is relinquishing all the, all the rights. natural rights. right? Yeah.
0: Mm. So
4: if you happen to strike mm. oil on that, uh-huh. it is 100% yours. Because uh-huh. yeah.
2: you can sell, you can have a property and uh-huh. you can sell the air above it and below it. Yep. Really? Yeah. Right, that everything
3: yeah, everything yeah. above it and below it is yours. Yep. Wow. That's why you have to make sure when you sign it.
1: This was Bill Cosby and a few other people that uh, I don't know if they're known. But some people in that area, like it's a lot of so oil in that spot. Like a, you think it was
5: some type? So him going to jail was some type of conspiracy.
3: Well, we knew that.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> it was you know originally in the episodes I kept talking about NBC, NBC, NBC. But with that, like Lou just said, you know, NBC, NBC is chump change when it comes to oil. So it's like that may have been the actual reason.
4: Right. You know. So lot picking.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, right. but they're not going
1: to
4: put that out. Of course not. Nah. Of course not. Cuz I mean and th- the thing is it's that's like a sleight of hand. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Please concentrate on the NBC shit. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but uh <laughs> while you while you focus that over there, yeah. It's we, the we, deception. we over here yeah, yeah, doing doing this and if you think about it, it's it's very strategic. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, yeah. let's say it's his house and four houses on on either side yeah. where this oil line is possibly running
0: through. Uh-huh.
4: If they can get Cosby out,
0: uh-huh.
4: right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Boom, he's gone. Yeah. Because of legal issues. Yeah. Where now possibly his property is tied up. Mm-hmm, yeah. In probate. Yeah, because exactly. Of that, right? Yeah. So, now it really gets thick because yeah. the property's in probate Uh they can get rid of it for chump change because they know what's in the dirt Uh Mm -hmm. and then they just walk to the neighbors and say hey Hey. (laughs) X, Y, Z that's true God, and I mean I saw it happen in my town where I'm from in Highport, North Carolina Uh where a man he wanted membership to a country club Uh but he was like he walked in in blue jeans and a plaid shirt and they looked down on him Really? But they didn't know that the brother was an international cattle farmer.
1: Wow!
4: Had use plenty use. of money. So what did he do when they when they denied him? He went to his next door neighbors uh-huh. that had like a 4200 square foot home. Uh-huh. Walked in with a briefcase full of cash and was like, "I want to buy your house."
1: Man, I think I've heard that story before. Right? Yeah.
4: Husband said, Okay, cool. Yeah. Closed the briefcase, told his wife, Hey, we moving. <laughs> <laughs> Had a sign put up in the yard that said North Cross Country Club, right across the street oh, from High Point yeah. Country Club. Are you mm-hmm. serious? And that move the move that he did strategically actually devalued the property line of the country club. Oh, the country club. Wow. You talking yeah. about a major move.
0: Yeah.
1: And what time was this? Like what time period? Man, we talking like ninety-five, ninety six.
2: Are you saying yeah, wow. not that long ago? Wow. I had to research that. that. Yeah. And what's cool is So was he eye colour? Yes. All right, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. Mr. Mr. Nor- Mr. North Cross was a brother. He okay. was one of the only brothers that they ever made a move like that. And so in High Point, Emerywood is like the Myers Park mm-hmm. to, to Charlotte. It's the old money.
1: Okay. Okay. okay.
4: And um,
2: that long money. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. High
4: Point is full of furniture. All, yeah, all right. the all, so mm. furniture brands that most people ain't even heard of. Mm. That's where it comes from. Henry Dunn, Drexel Heritage. Really? Uh, Marsh. Marsh Furniture is a big cabinetry company. Wow. I can, I'm going to tell you, any apartment building across this country mm-hmm. that was built from, I'd say, late 60s all the way up to the late 90s, mm-hmm. I can guarantee you they had Marsh Cabinets in them. Damn. They make cabinets. My uncle wow. worked for them for almost 30 years. Really? And good good <clears> throat> furniture.
1: Throat> mm-hmm.
4: But that's old money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Then you
4: got Cone Mills, mm-hmm. denim. So all your Levi's. Yeah. You know, salvage denim. Right here in North Carolina. So all that old money was in High Point. Dang. In the Greensboro area. Mr. Cross came in and just kind of rattled some things up. What? <laughs> Damn, you're talking about moves, man. That's And get this, boy, strategic, by him buying that house, guess what he turned it into? What? He turned it into basically the guest house for all his international clients.
1: Are you serious? So when
4: they would come into town for business, don't get no hotel. Right. you staying here on my property that I'm writing off as a... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 17.5% Yeah. 17 and a half percent tax credit are you serious on a 2.5 million dollar home God yeah dog yeah mm, mm, mm,
1: mm. and this is recent like this is is How this about is, I say, this ain't
4: yeah not, yeah right? God not, dog. Not, that far. Not, not long ago yeah not long ago Shoot I'm telling you the country club was beating down his door down. are you it's serious
5: Airbnb and shit <laughs> right. exactly before it was Airbnb yeah you know?
4: yeah but yeah. They, the country club was beating down his door
5: Airbnb
4: <laughs> they ended up giving right. him a membership really he went mm-hmm. wanting to buy into the country club yeah. invest into it and they ended up having to give him one
1: are you serious
4: oh yeah He's a good Damn. dude. I, see, I worked at the country club. Mm. And um, every Christmas, man, this cat would walk through the kitchen. Mm. Every staff member got a $100 bill in the card. Are you every serious? Christmas, every, every Christmas. Damn. 88 staff members. Word. Every Christmas, $100 in a handwritten personal card. He was just a good dude.
1: Yeah. Good dude. Yeah. Damn, man. Now, my thing with that is. Why can't we have like more people of that? Why can't they all come together and we just establish like I, when, when I hear stuff like that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that's like that. You got Byron Allen, you got him, you got so many other people. Why can't they all come to the table and actually create another black Wall Street? Is it the fear of the repercussion of doing it?
4: Like
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I,
4: yeah. I would say that. Also, I think it's fear on both on two sides, right? Mm-hmm. The fear of being sabotaged, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. From let's say the mm-hmm. government, yeah. Right. Yeah. But then also fear of um, internal.
1: Ah, you know I'm like saying like implosion. Mm-hmm.
4: How can I put it? Um, when we look at other demographics, right? Yeah. That come from a long line of wealth. Uh-huh. One thing we have to—if you look—they're very strategic. Yeah. They have no problem writing people out of the family will. Yeah. Right. right? That's true. Because they understand that the end—the end, the end goal—is greater than one individual. Uh-huh. Right. We right. all been tasked right. to preserve this wealth, this family lineage, uh-huh. and if you want to go be a black sheep, go well, go for it, do yeah. your thing. But understand, I'm going to the lawyer. Uh-huh. You are getting rolled out of the wheel? Yeah,
1: I see like, what you saying. So,
4: so, and I think part of that is, um, I would say, due to the times, because when you look at the time, the times are very different. Uh-huh. Um, I some people kind of, I get a lot of lash back, Uh so to say, from my position with it. Uh But there are times where I wonder if desegregation was quite possibly a tool to help get to where we are as far as this really internal division that we have.
1: So that's kind of what I've been saying. So you're saying segregation was the tool that led to our downfall when integration was, I mean... Hold up, let me get this De- right
4: Desegregation
1: Desegregation, which was integration Right, exactly Was the tool that brought us down Is that what you're saying?
4: To, yeah, to a degree mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk about that a lot Yeah Just simply yeah. because when before, when you had no other option Right We did so much more Right? hmm So when, when we talk about neighborhoods like Brooklyn Which, yeah. to give any listeners an idea who wouldn't know Most people ride through Brooklyn Anytime they go through Uptown, exactly. if you go into the epicenter,
1: yeah.
4: 4th and Brevard, that's yeah. a part of Brooklyn. Yeah. The Spectrum Center, yep. that was a part of Brooklyn. Yeah. And most of those areas, the reason why they were centrally located to what we call Uptown Charlotte mm-hmm. is because you have to remember in that time, the majority of the um, employment mm-hmm. for melanated folks was in like service industry. Yeah. To the residents of Myers Park.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. And
4: so, essentially, so particularly Cherry mm-hmm. off of Kings Drive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Kings Drive, Queens. It's like Eight Queens, Queens Road West, yeah, all of that. Yeah. So Cherry was located right there mm. by uh, Presbyterian Hospital. Wow. Right. Completely black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Most of the people that lived in the neighborhood either worked in the hospital mm-hmm. or worked in the homes.
1: Yeah, right. In
4: the service, right? Yeah. Domesticated workers to the residents of Myers Mm -hmm. Park. So their homes were strategically placed within a short walk from where they worked.
1: Yeah.
4: Right? Mm -hmm. Subsequently, had businesses. Because at the end of the day, okay, I'm walking to work in Myers Park, but I know I can't go to this store. Right.
0: Mm
4: Right? Because I'm not welcome here. Mm -hmm. But I know Joe Beeman got a store Mm -hmm. down here off of South Kings. Yeah. So that's why I get all my groceries. Yeah. That's why uh-huh. you know. Man. Wow. So, so so, when we look at the strategic uh, timeline with it, mm-hmm. it was in the mid to late fifties, early sixties. Yeah. When the advertisement companies, the marketing companies, mm-hmm. went to the the big product people mm-hmm. and yeah. service people and say, "Yo." Y'all need to take a, 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 a look at this from a number standpoint. Mm-hmm. Why are you telling black folks that they're not welcoming your store or you don't want them to buy your product? you missing out
2: they, on a trillion yeah. dollar demographic. Yeah. Where African-Americans are the more we spend the most money. Yeah, we got right? the biggest
1: spending power. Yeah,
2: You know, we
4: have the largest spending base. Yeah.
2: Right. And so that's when they start saying, OK,
4: yeah, cool. You can come on in. Yeah. Come on, nah, nah, mm-hmm. come sit down there, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: you can't so, beat them, join them.
4: Right, or at least make, make them feel it, welcome yeah, to a degree.
1: Illusion of inclusion. Right. Yeah. So,
4: in essence, like you say, they don't really want you. They want that
1: they want money. money.
4: but They want that green in yeah. your
1: pocket. Yeah. And so,
4: <clears throat> that whole, you know, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah, yeah, you... Yeah, it, is, it was 1960s. I'm looking at it now. 60s. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm grateful for, because I mean, at the end of the day, without desegregation, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to go into places that I can go into now. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But as my grandmother would say, don't be nobody's fool. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and understand that everybody that smiles at you ain't always your friend.
1: Yeah. That's the truth. You know?
4: That yeah, is true. That's crazy, man. But, but, I mean, to my original point, it's just in those times, you had no choice but to keep the dollar within our community mm-hmm. because that is all you could go to.
1: Yeah. You had no other option. You had no other yeah.
4: option. Yeah. But as soon as the options became vast, right, and that's when we start to see the structural decline mm-hmm. of, little bit by little bit, the black dollar leaving the black community. hmm And going into other communities. Uh So then, you know, and then when you also have to tap into the psyche of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that is a big part of it too, Uh the psychological aspect of it. Uh Because oppression is very much a psychological thing. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: So do you think, um, go ahead, go ahead, Craig.
5: No, I was just gonna follow up with what you were saying earlier. If you wanted more information about uh, the Comedic Energy was we just talking about with the whole Brooklyn situation, um, I guess it's called the uh, Urban Renewal Project. Exactly. Um, and they actually have a video on YouTube talking about Brooklyn and Charlotte and uh, how a, it's, uh, it's called how a black community was erased from Uptown Charlotte.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. That is the exact video I'll, uh, I'm going to post it I'll post it up on the Instagram mm-hmm. So people can yeah, see
3: Charlotte, Charlotte it Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. so I'm not originally from Charlotte So I'm not familiar with any of these communities But I'm from Richmond, Virginia And we basically had something similar mm-hmm. To a black area like that um, On 2nd Street 2nd Street, yeah, yeah. Wow
4: so, Do they still do what, the 2 Street Festival? They still do yeah. the 2 Street Festival yeah. Wow. First of all, Richmond, Virginia, is like the most festival having city. <laughs> <laughs> I have ever.
3: Are you serious? I always lived there and felt like nothing was going. Nah, on. man, I talked
4: to my home. My home girl lived there, and during that that spring summer, mm-hmm. I call her at least once a week. Yeah, I'm going to this festival. I'm going to words, man. You know? Like, damn, like, <laughs> <laughs> Richmond, live, you know. Shout out to Crocus Spot. <laughs> <laughs> True that. You know what I mean? But actually, I'm, I wanna, if I can, I want to plug a friend of mine. Yeah, uh, her ahead. name is uh, Kenya Templeton. Mm-hmm. On uh, IG is uh, Urban Girl Granola World. It's okay. her uh, Instagram handle. And I'll send you that so you can yeah. hear what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. But uh, I want to plug her because she is um, an avid uh, cyclist Okay. Who who loves to promote Black folks enjoying bike riding. Mm. and okay. she knows a lot about these communities. Mm-hmm. And during the summer, she actually does these bike rides because it's an easy ride. Yeah. It's for anybody, you know, all skill levels welcome. Mm-hmm. Where she does a community bike ride
0: wow.
1: through
4: the and points out all these old communities that were destroyed, okay. into really redlining, and it is mm-hmm. it is like so it's, it's so it's fitness, yeah, fun. And education, all at the same time. All at the time. same time. Yeah. I just followed you,
2: urban girl, Grenoble you know, girl. <laughs> and, um,
4: and she, yo, dope, dope sister, yes. this scene. Mm-hmm. She's into um, natural medicine, mm. and whatnot. Yeah. I think she's uh, at like Earth Fair and Concord now. Really? So like, when you talk mm. about needing to get rid of a head cold. Yeah. Without going yeah. to the doctor. Yeah. Listen. She be dropping gems. So, you know, shout out to my sister.
1: Love you. Yeah. Say that one more time. What's her her, uh, handle? Urban
4: Girl Granola Granola World. World.
1: Urban Girl Granola World. Um, I like that.
4: (laughs) So, Mm -hmm.
1: because
4: we were talking about redlining when you started, right? The interesting thing about redlining specific to Charlotte, Mm -hmm. if you go Mm -hmm. to... um, if you go to Harvey B. Gantt Center, yeah. they, have, they have an exhibit on Brook Hill. Oh, it's,
0: okay. It's a
4: photo exhibit shot by my friend uh, Alvin C. Jacobs, Jr.,
0: mm.
4: dope photographer here mm-hmm. in Charlotte, yeah. originally from Chicago, been in Charlotte for a while now. And they reached out to him to curate this. Wow. Um, because he, he is an advocate. He's an advocate. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Community based photographer. Mm-hmm. He covered Ferguson. He's covered. Really? He's covered um, the water crisis in Flint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the brothers is all about creating a photojournalist perspective yeah. of what we go through. Yeah. Right? Right. As, yeah. As, as melanated black and brown folks in this country. Mm-hmm. And so um, they reached out to him to to do. To help curate the wow. So now I'm going to
2: Harvey Began I so, go there but now yeah. I'm going to go there and really <laughs> yeah. The so, so, so Brook Hill
4: exhibit Is actually a very good um, Exhibit to really understand How to quote my brother Alvin mm-hmm. How um, Poverty is violence mm-hmm. Right Poverty mm-hmm. is violence mm-hmm. And it is The, the, the exhibit yeah. is a beautiful exhibit of the people Of Brook Hill But what's interesting is they blew up the Charlotte map Mm -hmm. where the redlining began. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, this is a map from like the 50s. Mm -hmm. The map has not been readjusted since. The map to this day, to this day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Are you serious? It's the same. The redlining is the same. Wow. So if you check that exhibit out. Yeah. Then you go down the block to the Levine Levine. uh, Museum of the South. Yeah. Mm Then you see how that affects property value, Mm. right? It's all about the value. Yeah. So part of that process. Not only was to destroy that community, mm-hmm. but to also figure out a way to devalue the land that, that mm-hmm. was there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Force mm-hmm. that community out. Yeah. Yeah. So that the people who had cash in the mattress could buy the land at a quarter on the dollar. Ah. Uh, ah. Right? Yeah. Introducing Uptown Charlotte. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Ah.
1: Wow. Bank of America. Wow. It's all strategic. Mm-hmm. Oh, if that's right. Right. it is. Right. is. Yeah. And so
4: the whole concept of gentrification, mm-hmm. those that keep themselves in an astute financial position always seem to come out on top.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm.
4: But it's, it's very cyclical though. It's a cycle. Yeah. They push us out for a little while mm-hmm. and then once we Rebuild in another area, right. get the area popping again, and yeah. right. yeah. then they come in. Yo, mm-hmm. that's where we need to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So right, look at right, Noda. Right, right. Noda. Yeah. Noda was where you could live as a thriving artist. Yeah. At one point. Yep. Yeah. I lived off yeah. of Faison right behind Brooks. Mm. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: not that owner just getting? Yes. A little the in
4: part owner. Yeah. 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 One of the co-owners, Mr. Brooks, man. Mm-hmm. Yo. How how you attack a man? He trying to open up for the day.
1: Yeah. Sad sad situation Yeah very
4: sad But Telling you I lived on Faison I remember when I think We had a three bedroom Crib mm-hmm. I think everybody Was paying like Collectively Maybe Like a buck 25 a month right. wow. wow You know what I'm saying Yeah For a three yeah. bedroom Yeah Now A studio apartment Over there is almost two that. grand a month.
1: Two grand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really?
4: Yeah,
2: yeah they East building it. They coming over there. And it's all yeah.
4: old hosiery mills now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's dope.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: That industrial. Yeah. You know, it's cool, right? Yep. But it's the popping place to be.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah.
4: It seems right. like they do so that, that in every city. Yeah. yeah. And no matter where you go. Yeah, it's
1: the same it's plan. It's the same plan. Yeah. yeah.
4: Figure out how to like devalue that. the land
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: to force the people out. Yeah. that The, the people that made that community mm-hmm. force them out. Bring some, people bring some other people some back, money back in With some money Value up, up. Right.
3: Yep. Right. I is the best use Right mm-hmm. Right. Cause we first were in the inner cities And they push us out to the suburbs right. And once we get to the suburbs, suburbs Then
4: they come back out there Right It's back and forth it's Music factory mm-hmm.
1: Yeah mm-hmm.
4: That's double o'.
1: Yeah So my thing with that is And this is what we were talking about In previous episodes How do you combat gentrification? How can you do it? Now, Cray was saying in a previous episode, when we sit there, we don't make use of it. So, and because we don't have the money to. Right. So, how do you combat gentrification as colored people?
4: Like, how do you fight that? I ask myself this all the time. <laughs> so, like, okay. So, I think one of the things about life is all about personal growth, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so. We we have the brothers like Umar Johnson yeah. and and um uh Rizza uh-huh. uh you know, just I can name so many different brothers that talk about um financial stuff. Yeah. Well you know, how to build wealth, right? Uh-huh. But and all of that is great. Uh-huh. But how how do you translate that to Someone who had who might be a single parent with children, yeah, you know, right, yeah, right, basically, basically
5: right. who don't got the money,
4: right, because yeah. at the end of the day, it, it, we can we can talk about strategic plans, but mm-hmm. at the end of it, every plan has to have some sort of capital, right. yeah, behind it, yeah. And if you right. just don't, you know, I, I can easily say, uh, yeah, here, put a thousand dollars in um in Intel mm-hmm. because they pay dividends quarterly, yeah, right, yeah. and that thousand dollars over seven years can make you ten thousand mm-hmm. i can easily say that but if you ain't got a thousand dollars That right. you can spare right to tie mm-hmm. up in the market yeah because anyway, it's all about time yeah it the th- it don't double overnight it mm-hmm. takes time exactly right so then okay well what is the strategic plan mm-hmm. to combat that and i'll be honest with you i've been beating my head against the wall trying, trying to figure, figure it out, out. yeah because t- go ahead i'm sorry Go ahead,
5: my thing is like do we do we even need to go back you know what I'm saying like like at, at this point I feel like everybody is starting like all the blacks are starting to move out to like the suburb areas you know what I'm saying and like we buying these homes and then we fit in like our cousins, nieces, uncles everybody living up under one house and shit you know what I'm saying but like if you go out to these areas they nice homes but they, they look like shit because don't nobody take care of them and The communities don't have no HOA, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like if we did take care of those communities and we actually started, like, turning them Jones into, like, maybe, like, businesses or trying to do something out there, we wouldn't need to go back to the city. You know what I'm saying? Like, we would have way more land, way more space. We wouldn't have to deal with the police, I feel like, as much and shit like that. Wait a
1: minute. (laughs) Nah. Uh, yeah, I feel you. I, Go I, ahead.
4: I definitely feel you on that. Um and I and I'll say one thing, part of that is um I would say knowledge of self. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. If you if you really have an internal struggle of being proud of who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Me, and then when I say who you are, I mean who you are, whether you own a piece of property or not, mm-hmm. whether you mm-hmm. own your car or ha or have no car, mm-hmm. right? If you, if you have a struggle with being proud of who you are without any sort of materialistic or any status
0: ah. attached to it, right? Because
4: mm. the foundation of it is, if you can't be proud, like if, if I can't wake up every day and be proud of Lewis Robert Gilmore, that's my full government name. Uh-huh. Yes, Louis. Right? Uh-huh. Then it don't matter whether I got a studio apartment. Or a five
2: bedroom mm-hmm. house. Exactly. Yeah, right? I don't true. have pride in me, yeah. which
4: subsequently is going to show
2: mm-hmm.
4: in my outward how I how I look on the outside. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like you said, yeah, you go to the neighborhoods, beautiful homes, yeah. but the grass yeah. ain't cut. Mm-hmm. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: right? And
4: and I'm gonna tell you, honest, HOA or no HOA. Folks just break rules. Yeah. Cause it's a HOA in yeah. my neighborhood mm-hmm. and this cars parked up and down. And they mm-hmm. all the rules be broke. Yeah. My yeah. my neighbor behind me let trash just blow in their backyard. Mine is the Mine is the complete the card, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: Mine be the complete opposite. My my HOA, I pay uh a obscene amount of money for HOA. I pay two hundred and forty dollars a month in HOA. Uh-huh. And yeah, when I moved high. in there, it was two twenty. Right. So the first thing I I said was, well, where the hell is the money going? Yeah. Because I have a pool that looks like shit. Mm. I got a tennis court slash kickball field that's got grass all over it. <laughs> I don't know right. what the fuck to do with it. I'm like, where the hell is this money going?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So
4: I don't know. The president's
1: mortgage. It's got to be. like Unfortunately,
4: I, a lot of h them high HOA yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, the president, they they carry a portion of their mortgage, if not the entire mortgage. Really? Yeah.
1: So I heard, when I I first got there, I was asking these questions, not to them, and I was going to other people, and I was talking to my mother about it. She said you could find, like, third-party companies where they will take your HOA and hold it until they do what they need to do, and they won't get that HOA back until they bring up. What the, oh, what the hell right, they you not doing right, right so but I can't find these places I, I look into that yeah so you know, and, and, that I might know
4: I'm like you. I gotta find it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great so this is the other side of me mm-hmm. is union organizing I'm a union organizer I work in the airlines and I, and I do a lot of union work mm-hmm. but organizing is organizing whether you do it for union yeah. whether you do it in the community right? yeah, yeah. so now I'm really nerding out because I'm like hey brother mm-hmm. we might have some <laughs> plan here mm-hmm. Find this company out Mm -hmm. Do some organizing In the neighborhood That works Because here's the thing No business changes Until you affect their wallet Exactly So if you can get The entire neighborhood To be like You know what This is jacked up We all paying This obscene amount of money Mm -hmm. For a swimming pool That I wouldn't even Let my dog swim in Yeah For a tennis court Mm That I nah, bro. I ain't going over there, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: If the entire neighborhood was to stand and stand do that together, mm-hmm. right? Saying, "Listen, we all paying our HOA, but it's over here in this lock box." Yeah. And until y'all produce, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then you know, I guess it'll just sit there, right? And then figure right. out. And then figure out. Well, what can we do with
1: it? Mm. Mm. It like a big a old pot yeah. Where
4: everybody can buy. I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. Now um, that, that is Go ahead Craig.
0: No
1: I'm just saying It's interesting how these
5: HOAs man Like Sometimes they just be like it,
1: It's no point That you having the
5: joint Because like It's like If you don't got no grass And you ain't got no pool Then what you got an HOA for Like for the street Yeah man, How often do so, the need to be replaced
4: Yeah So And I, I use my neighborhood so, the breakdown of my HOA is supposedly for this fountain and this scenery up front that ain't even going to be there until, like, springtime <laughs> this, Oh wow! wow. Uh, Are
1: you
4: serious? And then, and then, of course, they talk about, like, enforcing, like, they don't want any overnight parking on the streets. Mm. Right? Yeah. I ain't seen a tow truck roll through yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, they, a lot of it to me is smoking mirrors.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Then,
4: and then they had the nerve to tell you uh, You you know uh, Service type vehicles Can be parked in the driveway
2: I told my mom that Because um, matter of fact I was home service And her, type her neighbor Had this big old like Dump truck and he would pull it in So you now I was going to school for a thing. i I'm like ma he can't <laughs> He can't do that like if y'all all complain Cause like when it came in it was like the whole house just and I'm like he can't really? level the weight of that truck
1: yeah. in a crack, driveway yeah it could
2: crack the whole yeah foundation when I think so like, you know, damn yeah you know what I'm saying split mm-hmm. now mind you a dump truck
4: of course I don't yeah. want I don't want it there right yeah, yeah. but uh, let's say you work for uh, Charlotte Water mm-hmm. right a lot of times your truck you sign it out like that's your truck
1: yeah yeah and you
4: drive it home like like some police cars. Just like police cars, right? Yeah. To me that to me I you can't tell me that aside from a dump truck or eighteen wheeler. Yeah. Right. But just a regular
1: pickup. Pickup Mm -hmm. truck, right? Yeah.
4: Or utility style pickup that's Mm -hmm. got the boxes. Yeah. If that is my bread and butter that pays my HOA, yeah. that pays my mortgage. Yeah. I think that is a little absurd to tell me, mm-hmm. well, you can't park it in your driveway. Yeah. It's one thing if I'm parking it on yeah. the street. Mm-hmm. But if I'm if I get it in the driveway, mm-hmm. leave me alone. Yeah. And the thing is, right, there are right. HOAs that will enforce that. Mm. They will come out and tow your your work truck mm. out of your driveway. Wow. Meanwhile, your neighbor's 1967 Cadillac. Yeah. And I'm speaking from personal experience.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: So, like, the HOA is just basically,
4: like, the sleep police and shit. They, just yeah,
3: want I would you say they pick and choose, what, they they pick and choose yeah. what
4: rules and who they want to mess with. Right. I, I've, what I've found mm-hmm. in most... Yeah, I, I've never really found a consistent HOA other than HOAs that are in high-rise apartment buildings. Mm. Right? Yeah. But because that's simple. It's, it's, it's yeah. less is less leg work Yeah You know what I'm saying Literally yeah. no maintenance No maintenance anything. Other yeah. than the pool Yeah Yeah mm.
2: Man man It's crazy Like man you Always trying to control How people live And
4: shit
5: right. like that Yeah And
2: sometimes With the HOAs too If they take too long To say something to Um Someone who lives in a home, they can't. After a while, they can't say nothing to them. No, because it's an acquiesce. Yeah, really.
4: You, yeah, you've turned your head this long.
2: Yeah, you can't. You can't enforce <laughs> those you rules anymore. You can't enforce it.
4: Wow. Oh yeah, that's, that's a legal term.
2: Acquiesce. And then another. Wow. Another homeowner may try to do it, and they can enforce those enforce rules on them. On but because Are you they were serious? like kind of like grandfather in, it's like you yo, can't say nothing to me. Yo.
1: Wow. Oh man, I did right, not know shit. that.
4: Strategic. Yeah, it I, definitely it, it is. It Sucks, but it's, it's strategic. It's strategic, but
1: this is crazy. I, I
4: don't know. The the, the the question was, you know, how How do we right combat mm-hmm. that? How yeah. do we change that? I think a, the great deal of it involves education. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And educating yeah. early. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because. If if you listen to like all the greats, the financial gurus, right? Mm-hmm. Like if Warren Buffett was to come in this room right now, we mm-hmm. all had the ability to ask him five questions apiece, right? Yeah. In any interview you've ever seen Warren Buffett, he never gives out advice on a specific stock.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah.
4: His very first piece of advice is always what: learn, mm-hmm. never stop mm-hmm. learning, mm-hmm. Always, always, a yeah. always a student, yeah.
2: Yeah. always a student, always. That's why so, I told you. Yeah. I'm, I'm student <laughs> <today>. <laughs> and
4: so because of that, I think that hearing that
0: mm-hmm.
4: I guess over and over again could hopefully get people to understand that there is wealth in knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? you got to read. Right? You got to read because, okay, you might not have the capital in your pocket right now, mm-hmm. but if you keep educating yourself, more basic strategy, right? Basic financial principle. Mm -hmm. Then you could find yourself in a position to where, okay, now the knowledge that I have attained, Mm -hmm. be it on my own or be it through uh, education system, whatever, yeah, has -hmm. now granted me the ability to obtain capital
1: Mm -hmm. that
4: I can then Mm -hmm. use to work on my behalf. Uh, I see what you're saying. Right? Yeah. And then... Mm -hmm. Learning that whatever capital that we do have on hand mm-hmm. to be better stewards of. Mm. Yeah. Right. Right. And for me, I, I use myself personally. I got laid off in 08. That's how I got into the airline industry. Mm. I left a job. That I was making almost 90, 92 K a year wow. to go make nine fifty nine an hour. Oh, right. I never forget. It was September 8th, 2008. I walked in, went to scan my ID. Boop boop, nothing.
1: Are you serious? Whole
4: department, fifteen of us. They moved our whole department over to Nairobi, India,
0: over uh, the weekend. Outsource, oh, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Boom. All
4: right, cool. So first thing I did, you know, I left. Mm-hmm. I had like two motorcycles. And sold them, put them on Craigslist. They was gone within three hours. Yeah. Because I knew that bullshit severance package wasn't gonna last six months. Yeah, like, yeah. I'd yeah. be lucky if it lasts six days. Mm-hmm. Based on the lifestyle I was living, so mm-hmm. one I realized, okay, I got to restructure my lifestyle. I can't do what I was doing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one, be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Right there, a lot. I think a lot of times with us, we live kind of in a facade mm-hmm. where we don't want to realize when, quite frankly, shit's fucked up. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So one, be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Be real about whether or not you can continue to afford what mm-hmm. you're, what you're currently doing. Yeah. And if you yeah. realize that you can't, okay, now make the necessary changes
1: mm-hmm.
4: and quick. Cause a lot of it is trying to impress people that really right. don't, don't have, give a they don't damn. Give a right? a dance, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like they don't, yeah. they don't care. Yeah. care. So I, once I learned that for me,
0: mm-hmm.
4: my life changed. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I'm working at the airline making what I consider chump change, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for years, I was just, woe is me. I ain't got no money, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then one day, uh, my uncle, who I refer to as my pops, sat me down and was like, yo. I don't, he's like, I don't think you realize how much money really come across your hands. Mm. And he was like, he said, I'm going to tell you, I know this because even when you was making the money that you was making, I don't think you realized how much money you was making then. Wow.
2: And you was making money.
4: And you was making money. Mm -hmm. Right. And so he sat me down and really gave me like the most basic budget oriented kind of course about. All right. This is X, Y, Z. You got to get on the budget. A lot of people are afraid of that word. Yeah. It's kind of like. Budget and diet kind of coincide with each other. Because we, we immediately associate those words with sacrifice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right, right. right. Yeah. But on the other side of sacrifice and discomfort mm-hmm. is change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right?
2: Mm-hmm. Character development, Character, too. You know what I'm yeah.
4: saying? And so I learned a lot about myself in the last three years. Mm-hmm. In going through the process to build my house and, and get the mortgage and mm-hmm. all of that, and like really just becoming focus driven about being a better steward mm-hmm. over my money. Yeah. And Tasha will tell you when she first met me, mm-hmm. I was Mister Overtime at the airport. It wasn't it wasn't nothing, it wasn't uh, nothing for me. Just a yeah. Like my man, every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm out here getting this money, yeah. sun up to sun down, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I still couldn't figure out where it was going. Mm-hmm. I still was like, mm-hmm. I don't think I've worked a quarter of the overtime that I used to work mm-hmm. because I just got more strategic right. and became a better steward.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: You know what I'm saying? You yeah. taught yourself. Yeah. I taught myself. And and that's the one part. You got to be humble. If you don't know, all right, I don't know. Mm. Now, okay, who does know? Right. Yeah. Right, and then tap into them. Yeah. And then so for like, the people.
5: Kind
1: of, go, go ahead, correct. No, go ahead. Go ahead.
5: So what kind of okay, so like what you know, for the people listening, what kind of practices would you did you implement into you know making a better steward of your of your funding, of your funding
4: all right, so um, I'm not like – there are some people who are like Dave Ramsey, like they just love Dave Ramsey and they stand by everything he says. Mm-hmm. I do feel that like yeah. there there are some flaws mm-hmm. into – you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the total money makeover and the 10 baby steps, mm-hmm. one of the most key things is – so it goes back to what I say is um, – your budget. And part of budgeting really is simply we have a tendency to let our money tell us what to do. Yeah. Not realizing that the yeah. money is the tool. Right. Mm-hmm. I need to tell the right. money what yeah. to do. Yeah. Right? And so he has a thing called Every Dollar. It's an app. You mm-hmm. can download it. There's a free version. Mhm. And then there's a version, I think it's like $10 a month That you can actually tie to your bank accounts And it'll track all your expenditures Oh lord, mm. that'll
3: be embarrassing
2: like a <laughs> so look, you, you want McDonald's again? But, but <laughs> it's going to show Hold you It's going to be right <laughs> in your face <laughs> Like what you don't need to be I'm going to be
4: transparent You say McDonald's, I'll be real with you Mine was canteen vending Every day at the airport yes. bro. I was swiping yes. my debit card right. Yes a dollar twenty five for this snicker. Yeah, dollar oh, twenty five for this. That's, that's me. me. When that's I started me. seeing, I'm like, yo, a dollar twenty five, dollar twenty five. Yes. Seventy five charges of a dollar twenty five <laughs> in, in one banking cycle. Oh right? my
1: gosh! yeah. Then
4: mm-hmm. you, so you add that up, right? Mm-hmm. You be like, damn, bro. They mm-hmm. be like, damn, I could have went to Costco and bought five cases of this stuff, yeah. right? And just yep. packed it in my lunchbox. Mm-hmm. So. That one, like I said, get real with yourself. Take What's a that really app? One more time. Every dollar. Every,
2: every dollar. dollar. Okay, every guys. Every dollar. Yeah. And
4: the basis of the app is at you know at the top of it. Mm-hmm. Most of us, quick math, you know, you can tell before taxes how much money your paycheck yeah. is. If you hourly, yeah. right? Yeah. If you salary, you pretty much know what you're,
0: mm-hmm.
4: right? So you put that number in up top. That gives you your, your and then you have all these classes. Mm-hmm. So you have the basics or the 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 essentials which according to Dave is food shelter clothing yeah right yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and then you know of course within like the shelter of course there's the bills utilities and stuff like that mm-hmm. so and you pretty much set it where you can set limits on each category of how much of that top number mm-hmm. is being allocated every month ah so now we're talking This is basic budget principles yeah. Okay we have We have the number That we know The in, the incoming number mm-hmm. Then we set mm-hmm. some Outgoing numbers There are certain numbers That we know ain't Are just changed. That aren't going to yeah. change yeah. Right So your, your rent ain't going to change Or mm-hmm. your mortgage ain't going to change yeah, Car note car note ain't going to change yeah. Boom right. So You set that mm-hmm. Then you have Different things Like I mean You even put date night So that's like extracurricular That yeah. type of stuff Yeah You got to be right. real about it Mm-hmm. And the thing is, okay, so you set the number. So if we say that we got a budget of $60 for the month for date night, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Once you hit that $60, now if you hit that $60 in one night, then guess what, bro? That's, That's it. it. That's it. That's all. That Date night is done for the month. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But what that does is that the, the whole purpose is telling your money what to do, mm-hmm. right? And when all you right. do that, you start to actually see how much money... We tend because even, even in most like stressful financial situations, when you really start looking at it, yeah, from a, a macro or microeconomics perspective, uh-huh. and you start realizing, like, damn, bro, I didn't even realize I had a whole nother $200 here that I just blew through. Mm, and then, so now yeah. you have to start asking yourself, well, what could I
3: have done right better? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's called discipline, right? <laughs> and, 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 and ultimately,
4: all financial principles have mm-hmm. one thing in common: that is discipline, yeah. right? Yeah, that's true. And 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 I will also say balance, right? Mm-hmm. And this is where um, I kind of differ from Dave Ramsey's approach. Mm-hmm. His approach is you suffer and sacrifice until you get completely debt free, because his thing is to be debt free, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And he yeah, has yeah, this, yeah. this other thing that the debt snowball effect, mm-hmm. and I will get into that in a minute, but. I also, I feel like there's a way that you can attain balance throughout that process mm-hmm. where you can handle your business
0: mm-hmm.
4: and set yourself up to propel financially while at the same time still living life. Yeah. It's just you have to adjust what your idea of living right,
1: yeah. is. yeah,
4: Temporarily. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm a sneakerhead. I love sneakers. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Guess what? Until... Three weeks ago, the last pair of sneakers, like Jordans Mm -hmm. that I bought, was the Bordeaux Sevens that dropped like six springs ago. Mm -hmm. I got focused. I was like, yo, I want to get out of this hole I'm in. Mm -hmm. What's greater, sneakers or or getting out of the hole? Yeah. Cause I was yeah. looking fly as hell, <laughs> right? I was fly, <laughs> but on the other side of being fly out in the public, yeah, right. You I was at home, it. yeah. Woe is me, yeah, right. Struggling, you yeah.
3: know what I'm saying?
4: Yeah.
3: Look real good. It's like mm-hmm. my mom said, you got the designer bag, but you ain't got a dab yeah. in it. <laughs> right.
4: Mom's dropping jewels. You
3: know?
1: Shout out to moms in the building. <laughs> you know?
3: But.
4: So yeah, becoming disciplined and and trying and figuring out what your balance is mm-hmm. right, establishing a budget, mm-hmm. and like I said. I got really nerded out on it. Yeah, I went and made my own spreadsheet with mm-hmm. configurations.
1: Sound like something I'm about to be doing,
4: right? Yeah, I get with you. Yeah, I shoot you the the. You know what I'm yeah, um, it's really cool. Too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but dancing, man, excited, y'all. Same here, man. Yeah, Yo. you know?
4: yeah. Um, and because and that's the interesting thing about relationships. When if you're with someone, usually there's 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 a balance, right? You have someone who nerds out on numbers, and you have someone who's like, yo, just tell me what... Just figure it out. (laughs) That would be me. Like, figure it out, baby. Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) Bye-bye. And that's how me and Tasha are. You know, I... She don't really care about exactly how we got to the number. Yeah. I just got to give her a number every month. That's, that's me.
1: Right? That's me and Kansas. I you know just got to give her the number. Right. <laughs> and,
4: but that's cool. I'm cool yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's cool. because the numbers are always in my head. Exactly. Every day. Like, exactly. It, it, you know, every <laughs> – so, um, but establishing a budget, mm-hmm. sticking to the budget, right? Yeah. And then understanding you have to treat your household no different than I'll use um, – Doug Parker, the CEO of American Airlines, does right. Mm-hmm. He he. They they look at this mm-hmm. every quarter. Yeah, right. Every mm-hmm. quarter. There's there's a reason for quarterly reports and annual reports. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because what was working. In mm-hmm. the third quarter of last year, maybe better. might not work. Yeah. In the first quarter of this year, based on the goal, yeah. So set a goal. Ah, got to become goal oriented. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's true. And truth. then once you establish a goal, mm-hmm. sit down, write it out mm-hmm. with some steps behind it. Mm-hmm. Right, some possible mm-hmm. steps to achieve the goal. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Now we got a plan. Yeah. When you add discipline and action. Mm-hmm. Dang. And and don't be afraid to fuck up. You're going to mm-hmm. fuck up. Yeah. You're going to have some, you're going to, you know, you be like, well, that didn't really work out. Mm-hmm. I've had to admit yeah. it several times to my spouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, you know what? My plan didn't really pan out the way mm-hmm. that I thought it was. Well, that's life. And, and yeah. right. Yeah. Blueprint. Blueprint yeah. Right. Keep, keep you keep going. You keep going. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't quit. You just keep, you, you, I was somebody, I forgot who it was was quoting Einstein he said it's not that I'm smarter than any other body in anybody else I just stick with problems a little bit longer
1: oh. damn that's deep right that's deep. no else
2: just lessons you just yeah. keep yeah. keep yeah. going figure out going. what works for you what yeah, works, right
4: yeah. Um, and then from there so once you've done all of that right, Then Mm -hmm. within part of getting to the budget, so once you establish what your budget is and then you figure out where you have extra money, Mm -hmm. Dave talks about the emergency fund. Okay. Where you have a $1,000, be it in cash in a box somewhere in a crib Mm -hmm. or in a savings account that you just don't touch, Mm -hmm. that's your emergency fund. Because Murphy's Law says what will happen is going to happen. Yes. Right? And so you need some reserves. Yeah. So And once you establish the $1,000, in an emergency fund Then you can start What he calls The debt snowball Now, some people say Attack your debt From the highest Interest rate first uh-huh. His is Balance wise uh-huh. Meaning Reverse it Meaning List your debts From smallest To largest uh-huh. Right uh-huh. And then whatever Extra money That you have In your budget Throw that At the debt uh-huh. So if you got we we'll just say Two credit cards Five thousand dollar balance and eight hundred dollar balance, mm-hmm. and if you see that you got
3: two
4: hundred dollars in your budget, yeah, extra. So make sure you make your minimum payment on the five thousand dollar credit card. Yeah, right. Yeah, but then take that extra, knock out the eight hundred dollar credit card. Correct. <laughs>
5: Hello. Yeah, yeah you man. You guys. Oh, <laughs> my guys, you
1: messing it up, man. I love it. This is live, is live,
0: this is, live as hell. You know what I'm saying? This is
1: raw. Like, oh, but my, I'm, with I'm with it. I'm with oh, it. I'm plugged the mic, man.
4: <laughs> but um, <laughs> who he
1: talking to? Zena.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: he talking to the dog, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this is bloopers <laughs> on Dirty oh, Mouth no. Radio. Oh man. No, <laughs> oh, dog want this knowledge too. <laughs> How many bones can I can I save in
4: my account?
1: You know what I mean. We're gonna throw the dog a bone today. Oh man! You know.
4: <laughs> but yeah, so you, you throw that extra money right? At yeah. The smaller debt till you get it knocked out. Yeah. So now, okay, so let's say your your minimum payment on that eight hundred dollar credit card was thirty dollars. So now you got two hundred and thirty dollars extra money. Ah. You start throwing that at the other credit card, and and it's just that's the whole um, analogy, mm-hmm. a snowball. Starts off little, but yeah. you keep rolling through the snow, it gets it'll, it'll, it'll get bigger. It'll, it'll gain momentum. Yeah. That way you can get as consumer debt-free as possible. Ah. Because his his mindset is to, once you go into the concept of wanting to buy a house, mm-hmm. you want to be as debt-free as possible. Yeah. So the, you go into it. Yeah. yeah debt, debt to income rate. And that does, one, it affords you to get a little bit more house than you thought you could. Yeah. But don't go crazy with that because yeah. you don't want to be house poor. Yeah, there's a lot of people that's house poor just because you qualify for a million dollar mortgage. Don't need to get, you get it. need to get one. <laughs> yeah, man. Be real about <laughs> yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Um. But the thing for most of us, if you were not born into a hedge fund, if you were not mm-hmm. born into generational wealth, which that's life insurance. we will mm-hmm. get on that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh. The, the greatest tool that you have for building wealth is your income. And if you don't have control over your income
1: mm-hmm.
4: and how much of it goes out, mm-hmm. like you, you can't build wealth making payments to other people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. As, as long as you're making payments to Amex, MasterCard, uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, mm-hmm. uh, NailNet, you know, whoever mm-hmm. student loan people. Yeah. Payday loans, whatever. As long as you're making payments to those entities that mm-hmm. are charging you money. Yeah. Right. You can never pay yourself. Mm. So the goal is to get as debt free as possible. If you can, a hundred percent debt free Yeah, to the tune of now, you know, that the only debt you have is your mortgage mm-hmm. and then yourself. You, you the owe subsidies. yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and That's then, true. and then from there, I mean, cause think about it. Say, you know, you manage, you know, $250,000 home, and you have no debt. Mm-hmm. And was it, Current rates were like 4.5% with 20% down, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right? So we'll just say a $1,300 mortgage, right? Mm -hmm. You break that down, $1,300 divided by 12. If you could pay an extra $109, $108 -hmm. a month Mm -hmm. on your mortgage every month to the principal, So make your your mortgage payment. A week later, you go to the bank, call up the bank. Yo, I want to make a principal payment of X Y Z. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. You can turn your thirty-year mortgage into a fifteen. Exactly. Hell, a eight. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So that's less interest that you're paying to the bank. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, guess what? The equity in your home continues to go up. Exactly. So you win. Yeah. And that's another reason why real estate is a good wealth building tool because. For most of us, the, the concept of being able to save fifty to $60,000 cash mm-hmm. in the bank is kind of, yeah that's rough. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, in order to do that, you got to be on, like, PB&J and sunflower seeds. <laughs> and all the time. Kind of water, <laughs> right? Water. water. <laughs> but yeah. equity yeah. Is, is a great tool. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And then our counterparts, they learn how to use that equity to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Cash in on a percentage of that equity to put into another piece of property.
1: Yeah. Keep it going.
4: My bad, y'all. It's all good. Um and and boom boom. Yeah. So you making money hand over fist. Yeah. Or your money is working for you at that point. Yeah, yeah. So that's the um, truth. Cuz that's one yeah. my even my granddaddy told me that. He was like, "Yo, you know, overtime is great. You know, it's a good tool if you have access to it, but remember you can never outwork money." Yeah. Money don't get tired. Money don't have childcare problems. Money don't get sick.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's know? true. Come on, Granddaddy.
4: Yeah, he kicked some knowledge right there,
2: and, and, man. But see, right. that, that, that's the interesting thing
4: about our community. Mm-hmm. There's a wealth of knowledge that we have about finances. Yeah, but it's in our own encoded language.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah.
4: So yeah. we're just we our, our people are not so much decimal point people, right? Mm-hmm. That sit and talk percentages in boardrooms, right? Mm-hmm. But we drop knowledge through colloquialism, through yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah, through our jargon, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. right? right. Mm-hmm.
4: But it's being able to decipher that and like, okay, how can you translate that into a way that you can apply? It, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So, simply what my granddaddy was saying was, you got to find something to invest your money, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where changing the mindset of getting out of like 100% consumerism, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't always be a consumer, be an yeah. investor. Mm-hmm. Be so yeah. So me, I use me.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: My accountant. When I first met him, he noticed, like, man, every time I see you, you got on a fresh pair of kicks. Mm-hmm. You know what he asked me, he said, how many shares of stock do you have in Nike? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> now, for the listeners out here, man, this is just a piece. This is part part one. Okay. I'm gonna let him kick this little bit of knowledge on stocks, but that's gonna be part two.
4: So and we'll get <laughs> that, <laughs> right? But yeah. boom. Yeah. And then when he hit me, he was like, yeah, you know, once you get get into that 250 shares or above with Nike, they start sending you shoes. Mm. Not only that, but Nike pay dividends, right? Yeah. So I learned how to buy back my freedom. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you can do the same thing with your cell phone bill. Ah, really? Yeah. Verizon, really? AT&T, they all pay dividends, right? Mm. You buy enough shares. Over time, yeah. the dividend pay out. You've covered the cost of your cell phone That's bill. That's your real talk. Your own i own yeah. research. Yeah, <laughs> man. You like Jack and Coke? Oh yeah, that's my Brown family. Forman, the parent company of Jack Daniels, mm-hmm. right? They yeah. pay dividends. Yeah, Coca Cola Bottling Company, they pay dividends. Mm. Your happy hour can pay for itself through dividends. So I'm gonna just leave it at that. <laughs> All right, we be back. <laughs>
1: yeah, now everybody's mad and shit because they can't hear the rest of it. Boy, you gotta wait, baby. You gotta wait. We dropped enough jewels <laughs> for the day, man. <laughs>
0: the
1: yeah, keep coming, keep coming, man. So it's been a pleasure. Man, I'm listen, pleasure, I've been waiting man. on this one,
4: brother. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I mean, just because cause we talked. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. that day at the job, man. Oh, yeah. That little conversation. And, and the thing is, I like talking about money. Yeah. From from yeah. the standpoint of money being a tool. Mm-hmm. Not just for material yeah. possession, but to brother. be a wealth, right? You, yeah. You, you got to leave a legacy other than just your namesake, right? Yeah. Like, oh you know, don't get me wrong, it's beautiful when you go to, you know, a funeral and man, that brother, or that sister was great, man. Mm-hmm. Every time, you know, they're just a good person, mm-hmm. a good heart. Okay, cool. But do, do they have some physical liquid assets? Yeah. For their yeah. family, right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. which is why life insurance, get some life insurance. Yeah. Yeah. At least 10 to 12 times your annual income. Mm. That way if something happened to you, your spouse or your family, your financial position mm-hmm. Is still intact it's great. Ah I see what you Right Yeah, yeah. And, Cause yeah. There, there are life insurance policies out there You can get a life insurance policy That if nothing else Will cover the cost of your mortgage Really I got one mm-hmm. So Something happened to me
1: mm-hmm.
4: Guess what Tasha's straight She yeah. gotta worry about paying no mortgage <laughs> Yeah Truth be told They gonna mm-hmm. cut her check She can pay the whole mortgage off Right then and there Right mm-hmm. and, and actually I got that in my In my In my will. Mm-hmm. There will be no disbursements of funds until all of my estate matters are handled. Really? Yeah. Wow. Ain't no need to fight over no money. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Until the house paid off. Yeah. Any debt that I have Mm -hmm. paid off Mm -hmm. because that's your loved ones will be grieving enough. Yeah. Now you want to add yeah. on financial, financial burdens. burdens. Oh, right? Man. Yeah. So life insurance. And that's the thing. Most of the, the majority of wealth in this country is built off of insurance policies.
1: Yeah, that's true.
4: Yeah. The overnight wealth, that's that's a one-in-one. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody else, mm-hmm. life insurance. Mm. Life insurance. Multiple policies. Shoot. Walmart got life insurance on their employees. Walmart, and, and I'm just using Walmart as an wow. example. Most major corporations when you uh mm-hmm. get hired with them and you sign your pre-employment package mm-hmm. there's fine print saying that they, that you are now relinquishing the right for that company because they do have your social security number yeah yeah. yeah that's they of they buy life insurance on you wow i don't care if you don't work i don't care if you even make your probation guess what they continue to pay the premiums on that life insurance policy when what? you die if you were, if you ever work for Walmart if yeah. you work just a seasonal christmas yeah Thirty years from now, you know, Lord, you know, you, you go on to glory. Yeah. Guess what? Sam Walton's family is getting a check. Wow.
1: Wow. Are you so? Jerk. If your
4: very job mm-hmm. has a life insurance policy on you, why you don't have one on yourself? Yeah, that's real. Talk. Yeah. Talk. All right. Uh, dog, man. Oh, you you coming back for part back. two? Right. Oh yeah, no, you already cool, know,
1: man. That's cool, man. <laughs> that's cool, man. <laughs> Yo, we we dropped so many gems, man. This is the episode that people are going to be re-watching. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be listening to this over and over again. I'm going to be listening to it over and over again.
4: Well, you know, you got my number, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a
1: doubt, man. But shoot, I, I, I'm speechless, man.
2: Yeah, this was a great. I learned a lot. And people usually say, oh, it's a lot of substance to this podcast mm-hmm. today. Was full of substance. Yes, yes.
4: I just want my people mm-hmm. to be the best for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And right. I, I, I'm sorry, I can't leave without saying this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the brother who owns Social Status
2: which is okay. Like a yeah. Clothing
4: boutique. Right. Yeah, clothing yeah, yeah. Several yeah, locations. Yeah. Right. He does this thing once a month because they they open up the back of the space. They have a co-working space. Be social. I was telling you about. Yeah. It, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's in the back. Mm-hmm. Free. You know. You know. You just. You walk in mm-hmm. if you need to do some work on your computer. They got Wi-Fi. Great space. Yeah. Well, he does this event in there called Free Game, where he, and he's an open book, mm-hmm. and we talk about a brother who has done multiple collaborations with like Nike mm-hmm. to produce social status um exclusive sneaker drops. They did wow. they did one for All Star Weekend. They did an Air Jordan Six. Damn. It's got pony hair.
1: Dope. They just
4: did an Air Force One, and the the name of it is in like Japanese, which translates to um, like machine wash only. It's about the delicacies of life. Real, it's dope. So, but that's the thing. He's a he's one of those people. He's just he. And this is where we talk about how knowledge is wealth. Yeah. He's just a strategic thinker. He figured out how to build a business and brand Mm -hmm. around his ability to think and conceptualize. Mm. Right. So he does a thing called free game where he just drops gems. You know, it's an open format. Yeah. And one of the things he touched on the last one that I went to was part of part of the thing within us is we have to one figure out what what your whatever your your top number is like. Mm-hmm. It's like if you he, he, he as he said, if I ask you right now, what's your number? Like, what is the top number? If, you were, if that was to be deposited in your bank account and you could say, I'm good, I don't need to work no more, uh-huh. what's your number?
0: Uh-huh.
4: Crickets, right? And he did that on purpose. Uh-huh. A lot of times you have to do the soul searching within yourself to figure out whatever your happy place is. Right? Uh-huh. Be it living somewhere, be it financial attainment, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Even in relationships, what is your happy? Like What, what is the it for you? Uh-huh. And then being honest with it and sitting in it. Mm. Be true to be yourself. That's Chardaylation tied into Lou over here. <laughs> yeah. Be true to yourself.
1: Yeah.
2: Know thyself
4: Dang. and be cool with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Be mm-hmm. cool with it. And once you can do that, it goes back to what I say: taking pride in who you. Once you can do that, you have pride in yourself. <laughs> right? And this all ties in, man. It all. Yeah. This is thing It all ties in. Yeah. Every day becomes a day where you're like, okay, I'm walking in purpose, I'm walking, yeah, with a goal, yeah, you know, living my life. Man,
1: man. so you got even extra, okay? We gave you a little bit more, all right? Mm -hmm. Stay tuned for the next episode, which will be part two. This might even be a three or four part series, we don't even know at this point. Because there's just so hey, many man. gems being
4: dropped. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about, you know, hey, we can just add a initial <laughs> segment yeah. once a quarter.
2: Hey. I'm just saying. Once hey. a quarter. I'm, I'm good with that. In I'm the new good. year, yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm just Sound like a plan to me, man. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, this is your boy, comedic Energy.
3: Sure day. Big girl, Golden. Lou Gilmore. That's your boy, pregnant.
5: Hey.
1: And this
0: is always produced by LiveWire Sound and Entertainment. Peace out, peoples.